What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your boy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up, and this episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash SXSNDLS. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And this week, I have a very, very, very special guest with us. Some of y'all may not have heard from this brother for quite some time. He's been moving around the country, doing his thing, uh, internationally known, but also well-loved and locally known, my brother, Hanif Collins. Hanif, say what's up to the people, bro. Hey, what's going down? Man, man, man. Bro, I'm so glad I ran into you, man. Yeah, definitely, man. It was good to see you. It's always good to see you, man. Man, always, yeah, always, man. So I feel like it was God's plan, man. It was... Definitely is a part of that. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, man. I was, it uh, wasn't a freestyle. Nah, not at all. <laughs> not at all, man. So um, some someone like yourself, man, like we haven't talked about this like between each other. But I've definitely observed over the years, man, you and just seeing what you've been doing, you know, what's your music, you know what I mean? And then just doing your thing as a man, like outside of music. But also... <coughs> yeah, because just, we know each other from... From, from gents, gents. yeah. And that's even deeper than music or exactly. anything like that. That's like a personal connection, for exactly, sure. Exactly, man. So we go back from gents, man. So you've always been a brother that's like been smart, been Thank intelligent. You. Thank you, man. And you've always known who you are. Likewise. I feel the same way about you, brother. Words, word, sure. man. And you've always been... You've always had the courage of your convictions, bro. So it's like, that's what this podcast is all about. Okay. You know what I mean? Socks and sandals, unapologetic expression. Unapologetic. Yeah. Yeah. Already. So, um, so tell the people, you know, if they don't, if they don't know who you are, where you from, what you've been up to, bro. Um, my name is Hanif, Hanif Collins. Uh, I'm, uh, I used to be a musician, more of like a local musician for a while, amongst other things. Um, and these days, I uh, I run a few businesses. I also cut hair. Um, that's my main thing. I've been a barber for a few years now, so about about a decade. And uh, you know, uh, I haven't done that on different different coasts. Has also uh, been a bit of an education for me. I always like to say cutting hair is kind of like reading a book every day. Mm. You know, it's a really interesting trade because talk to people and you and you have a certain intimacy with amongst men that you don't really like how many people touch you how many men touch your face right besides your pulse yeah, yeah. you know like Word. right right Do you know what i'm saying like <laughs> no, so, so it's one of those things where it's a short intimate reaction or interaction where you can really um gain a lot of insight if you're open and um i've learned as a barber that it's not good enough to just listen to people because you know when you're touching somebody's head and the work you do on somebody's face a lot of that is I don't want to be too munchy crunchy but there's a lot of energy involved in that mm. you know what I'm saying coming out of you and going into you and, and this kind of thing so it's, it's even it's even more important than just hearing what the person says and just listening without interrupting or, or, or interjecting or you know disagreeing is really trying to find the truth in what people say mm-hmm. and so like everybody has some truth right but Word. sometimes you gotta dig yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta find it you know when you're dealing with people in that capacity so I think that that will probably be more than anything I mean I guess I used to be a musician I used to be a I have an ATM company, I do vending machines, I'm, you know, a Bitcoin investor, I'm, you know, somebody who does archery, I'm into sewing, I make bedsets and pants for my, muscle pants for my son, I uh, do a lot of things, I just picked up, it's about a trumpet, you know, <laughs> to, 
<laughs> I'm in all kinds of stuff. I flew a plane this year. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on maybe trying to think about getting my pilot's license. I'm just about to go back to school to get my barber's instructor's license. Yeah. Which will give me three master licenses, Oregon, New York, and Washington, and instructor's license. And so, uh, yeah, I do a lot of things, but I think that... What, what don't you do? That's the question. What don't I do? I don't... Um, <laughs> I don't... Uh, I don't... I try... Well, I'll tell you what I, what I, what I don't... I try my hardest not to ever do is gossip about other men or other people. Word. Um, <clears throat> I try to... Don't ever be negative. I try to stay in my zone, get in my zone, keep in that zone, because that's the zone that I was made to express. I don't ever try to leave that zone. I don't ever try to let anybody steal my smile. Mm. Yeah. Word, word. So let's let's not gloss over the the musician part of this, man. Okay. Like my brother, like you was you was doing your thing, man. Okay. Stupid talented. Thank you, man. Like king of the northwest. Oh, here we go. You know what I mean? Here we go. <laughs> you know? Here we go. Uh but before we before we go deeper into the topic at hand, we got to just touch that just a little bit, man. Just just as a okay, little background, sure. man. Go ahead. Um let's talk about it. I don't know how much you have talked about it since you've, you know, stepped away from it. Sure. I don't know how we good? go for it. Okay. Go for it, man. Okay. Why did you stop? Okay. Why okay. I stop making music? All right. Why did you stop at the top? Or you you weren't at the top, but you were, in my opinion, you were ascending. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll tell you well. something. I'll tell you something, man. I feel like it's. It's, it's doper to be the guy who's like just cutting hair in the shop and they're mm. like what do you do oh boom boom oh blah 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 blah, blah. oh yeah oh boom boom oh yeah oh yeah oh, oh boom boom oh oh yeah I used to make music oh really you got a SoundCloud yeah I think I still have some stuff on SoundCloud you know what I'm saying no <laughs> it's better to be that guy and then have him go home and be like oh what's well, so up what was your brother I'm gonna check you out oh I used to go by Luck One or Hanif or you know you can look up you know this, this song or that album or whatever Oh, where can I look it up? You can look it up anywhere. You got stuff on Spotify? There's some stuff on Spotify. And they go check it out and they be like, yo, man. Yo. You really dope, man. <laughs> I really think you dope, man. Like, yo, man. You know, sometimes maybe they don't check it out. Sometimes maybe they check it out. Maybe they're not too impressed. But it's, I think that it's yeah. better to just be the guy who'd be like, I used to rap. Yeah. And you can go see I put out 10 projects and there's a whole discography of me killing mics and killing. you know footage of me killing mics and that's cool that's cooler than being like yo check out my mixtape yeah I still write music I got probably three albums of music I wrote and probably half of that I recorded since I stopped rapping yeah but the thing is rap life man what's that about you know what I'm saying like what's first of all what is music what is that you see a hundred thousand people in a place singing the words to a song now I went to a wedding it was a Christian wedding I'm a Muslim I've been a Muslim my whole life I went to mm -hmm. a Christian wedding I never been to a lot of weddings. I never even once in my life been to a funeral, but I went to this wedding. This guy, my job, got married. Really nice guy. Really beautiful wedding. Mm -hmm. Married a Romanian girl, and um, they like wash each other's feet and stuff. It was deep, man. I'm like, mm. yo, man, I was moved. Man, yeah. I felt like I was in love, man. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, man, <laughs> crazy. Man. You know, like I was into it anyway. So he, so the guy says, yeah, man, we're gonna do a little worship, and, and I'm thinking he's gonna start talking about Jesus, right? So I'm like, cool, whatever. You know, I'm used to this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know how to, you know, mm -hmm. do my thing. So he starts playing the guitar. These are white people. Mm. Now, I went to the black church the one time with the gents. Mm -hmm. And the guy got up there and was hopping all over the stage. And he did the songs and stuff. But I thought the songs was like an intermission from the worship. That's what it seemed like to me. It didn't. <laughs> 
You ever been to a you been to a Of course I have. You man. know how you know how yes, it is. It's very man. somber. Yeah. It's nothing like that. Yeah. And, and you went to the black mosque where they really turn it up. Yeah. It's nothing like that at a real masjid, you know, where they go like where the Salafi people and the people that's, you know, I guess you would say maybe a little bit more strict on, okay. on their dean. It's, it's way even way more somber than that. Yeah. Very low yeah. key. People being there crying and stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's like that kind of Well, it'd it be you some ever, crying sometimes. You, you ever been to a Russian church? Nah. They be they like something like that. Anyway, they okay. don't got no drums. Anyway. So I didn't well, that's realize uh, that's that's what they call uh is that Kojic? Or some the old school Kojic didn't have no instruments. Right. So yeah. so so not to digress, but Word. um I never realized he said he said we gonna worship and he started singing this song about Jesus and everybody was up there. She was singing and making the um like the like the kind of the way the Houston face. You know what I'm saying? The chicks was really going in. You know what it was like? Face. You know, like the, I'm really trying to sing this and I realized oh they praying like this is like a prayer. And I realized well that's ill. You could just write it down yourself because like you know as a Muslim the prayers are all like from the Quran and so like mm-hmm. you got to memorize and you can't just like write one and be like yo we praying now like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. get out of here B. <laughs> So I was like, well, that's different. I never realized that. And then I was mm-hmm. talking to Tony Ozier, and he said to me, um, if it's a bunch of people in the room singing the same, singing your words, that's worship. So when you really think about that, man, you wow. think about, you know, what I really want to do, I just haven't gotten around to doing it, but what I'm going to, inshallah, God willing, do is take down all my music from the internet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All of it down. Because... Mm. I don't want people memorizing that stuff, and, and then people. They, that's why I got rid of Instagram and all that. When I got done, all that pictures of myself, I started to feel really uncomfortable with that because, what is that? You like, what is that? Like people is liking the picture of you. Like, what is that? Mm. Do you like me? Do you know me? What is that? Like, what is the purpose of that? What is that mm. building up? Why does that? Why is that important to you? Because it's not important to me, but this is how I get people to listen to my music. So, why, what is this that I'm contributing to beyond what it's getting to me? What is this giving to you? Where? So, like, when I was a kid, the rappers, you know how it was. We didn't have Instagram. The rappers, the words was everything. Mm-hmm. We hung on them. We clung to them. It was like our religion. It was like mm-hmm. the rappers were our philosophers. They were our politicians. They were our religious leaders. You know what I'm saying? We took, that's, still the, that's still the case. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's, yeah, right. Well, I mean, as, as a, I don't know, what do, you, what do you do? Do you practice religion? Yeah, Christian. You're a Christian. So mm-hmm. the Bible's your word. Word. The Bible's your word. The, the rappers are maybe who you listen to. Yeah, I just day. listen to them. It's just, but, it's just right. entertainment. Right, but, right, yeah, right. Yeah. But, but the Bible's your word that you live by. When we were kids, the rapping was the word, you know. That was squeeze it. first, ask questions last. Niggas wasn't squeezing nothing, but <laughs> it was thinking that that was but the appropriate thinking, way to do yeah, that. I, that I was how I was done. a no soldier, and I right, was coming right, up. right, yeah. right. And if you and if you had to pull your gun, you had to shoot it because and this whole thing that a lot of ideas we had, you know, selling out your and that's not snitching. And these ideas that we had came from rap music, and they became like a religion. Word, right? Word. So like for me, I started to realize like yo. Do I want people worshiping me? No, only worship Allah. That's mm. what we believe as Muslims. You only worship Allah. It's the whole idea of that book. <laughs> you <laughs> right. ever read it? It's the whole over once again. Yeah. Don't worship anything but me. Right. <laughs> Here I am. It's me again. Mm. Guess who you should worship? Not anybody else. And mm. so, I came to understand that. I read a book like maybe two Ramadans ago called Kitab Tawheed. And it's a book of a hadith. A hadith of like the traditions of the Prophet Muhammad as according to the people that were supposed to be around him or what have you. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, is is the hadith where he says that uh, a person who prays at his house real quick, right, like, and that's it, and then goes to the masjid and does the big, long prayer. That person is a non-believer. That's the serious thing in our faith, because a non-believer is a person who's, 
is not even most of the stuff in the Quran talking about people gonna be going to hell for stuff. A lot of that stuff talking to the Muslims, non-believers. Whole other thing, you know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. don't even believe in the book. Like the, not even you're not even a Christian or a Jew. Whole mm-hmm. other thing. Mm-hmm. That's a make God forgive. Mm-hmm. Hope you know some I don't, right? That's the whole thing with that. So that's a big thing to think, wow, that that could take you from non-belief and like what it means to have belief in things and what it means to worship something. Because the whole idea is if you pray like that in the masjid but you don't pray like that at the house, then you worship in the people in the masjid. Mm. <laughs> you really, there's, there's a similar story to right, like that right. in the Gospels sure. where it talks about you know the, the person that wants to pray on the street corner. Mm-hmm. It's loud, mm-hmm. you know, boisterous mm-hmm. prayers. Mm-hmm. That person, like, they got their reward mm-hmm. from the people, but they didn't get nothing from God. That's a fact. So it's like a That's similar, a it's a similar type of concept. That's exactly what I'm you talking about. You know what about. I mean? Like, you got your reward. You, want, you got your reward. That's you got exactly the people looking at you. About, right. You and wanted, like, you oh wanted that. God, he's, he's so pious. Yeah. That's what you wanted. That's, and what that's you why wanted. I'll tell you something else is that not always in our faith, you know, when you pray at the masjid, these people, they, they, different person lead the prayer. I learned, I was talking to the man with the masjid one time. He said to me, you know, he, he, he could recite fairly well. You should get, you should maybe um, try to memorize the whole book and everything. You could be a scholar of Islam. I said, no, I don't want to be a scholar because then it's a lot of people asking you questions. I don't got the answer to them questions. <laughs> I definitely don't. You ain't getting no nothing there. Answer a fatwa or anything like it for me. I don't, I do, I bear witness that I do not know what's going on around mm-hmm. here. Um, I believe in the law. That's the end. And uh, he said, well, I tell you, you could just become a scholar and not tell anyone. And I thought, aha. <laughs> that can be lit. So you know, you do things like uh, you you know you never try to be in a position of leadership and being a rapper to bring it all back around is is really begging to be in a position of leadership, man. Like, mm. I got give me the ball, I can shoot it. You yeah, know, you're that yeah. guy. Rap life, all that. That's not cool, man. Mm. You know, that's not that's not good. Like I went and was one of my partners was on tour recently, and I went to a show, and I was just like, man. He's like, yeah, we've been on our own for two weeks, and oh man, back to LA, and I'm just like, man, <laughs> I don't even. I used to think sometimes oh, I could come back to the rap game. I could still slice these dudes. It's not like I stopped <laughs> rapping because I can't rap anymore. Yeah. I just, it's that was just another thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And I also shoot a bow and arrow. It's another thing that I do. I speak Spanish. It's another thing that I do. I speak Arabic. It's another thing that I do. I just do things. Yeah. I got all kinds of things. I'm always trying to reach a new limit. I'm not gonna keep. Pouring all my energy and my creativity and egotistical pursuits like mm-hmm. rapping. I mean, right. you can make beats, right? I can. You can I make stopped. some. Pre- you can make some pretty tight beats, yeah, right? Man. <laughs> you ain't out here trying to be Sunny Digital, nah. Right? You nah. living your life, pursuing your passions, raising your kids, being a dope dad, being dope at being a husband, being dope at being a homeowner, being dope in a bunch of different ways, right. and making beats is just another thing you is can it? do. That's, that's it. That's real. Yeah. So that's it, man. Yeah. yeah. That's dope, man. I just, I just remember the last thing I remember, m- the most vivid thing I remember was you had a you had an interview. I think it was like a Skype interview with Sway. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, lucky one." <laughs> you was like, "Nah, nah, luck one." <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I was dying. Man. I was like, "This dude, cor- he corrected Sway, bro." <laughs> I still think Sway didn't get it, but uh, he, he, you know, he was, he was like, he was like, oh, Portland, that's up nearby. I was like, man, stop acting like you're not from the West Coast. Like, I know, bro, you're you from Oakland, you know, right? You right down the road. That's an hour you know where Portland flight. is. Yeah, yeah, man, that's dope. But that's uh, your homies women, they told exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, man. So let's let's hop into it, bro. Um, so first things first, man. What do you believe, and how did you come across your belief system? I'm a Muslim. I've been a Muslim my whole life. Alhamdulillah, my parents are Muslims. 
my father started the masjid. <laughs> he was the first member of the masjid. Um, I wouldn't say I would say that I have been I was raised in the in the in the practice of Muslim because it's practice. When I was in prison is when I think that I really um wearing <laughs> okay. Um, when I was in the penitentiary, um, actually before I was in penitentiary, I was 17, I was in um, <clears throat> juvenile. When you go to jail, especially for the first time for a bid, for the first time, you pray a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> pray mm -hmm. a lot, get real close to God. And um, I read everything that I could. I read the whole Bible, cover to cover. Mm -hmm. um, I read um, Tao Te Ching, the teachings of Buddha. I ain't making my hands on the Bhagavad Gita. Um, I never finished the Book of Mormon. Um, I still have a copy of it. It has pictures, you know. It does it. <laughs> it has pictures, yeah. It's really interesting. Mm. Um, and I read the Quran, and it would just, it just, it, it seemed to be exactly what it said it was. Mm. A confirmation of everything else I had read. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Saying that that tone that grabbed me in the Bible, the tone that grabbed me in is the, it, the whole book was like that. And the thing that got me about it when I read, it, I thought it would take me a long while to read it. But I read it in like three days. Mm. And what got me was there was, no, there was like no tone to the book. Like most books, they're leading you somewhere. It's just like knowledge. And I just, I was like, okay, only thing I'm going to do is I'm going <clears> to <throat> accept this or not. But I know this is the truth. So that's mm -hmm. when I like feel like I became a Muslim. You know okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so you say you were raised in it. And then once you read the books. So what, tell me about like, um, what about Buddhism? Like what did you pull from Buddhism when you, when you read about that? Or what you know? What what did you take with you and be like? All right, I could use this. Or what did you come across? Was like, man, I don't really think I can rock with that. You know what I, mean? I think I think um, <clears throat> Buddhism. Um, Buddhism is is kind of is kind of uh, one of those things that I think is is not really a thing. It's, it's kind of it's so amorphous that it could be anything. <clears throat> you can call anything kind of Buddhism. Mm -hmm call yourself a Buddhist there's really no precedent I don't really for me I mean that would just be like anything I pull from Buddhism would just be like information from the world mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like because unless you're talking about like you know um, D.T. Suzuki or like um, maybe um, Thich Nhat Hanh who would be like a Buddhist like modern day Buddhist philosopher Zen philosopher who talks about using like the time at the stoplight to meditate and reflect upon God then you know I think that I could say I took some stuff like that you know mm -hmm. just reminders but yeah. all that stuff to me is just confirmed by the Quran so whenever I hear you know there's all these practices that they touch upon in all the other faiths mm -hmm. you can find them in Islam but they're pure and they're just more um, you know it's more like what they were doing at the time oh yeah when I I read one book about Buddhism and what I gather from it um, I still want to learn more about it but like what I gather from it is like it seems like a very good coping mechanism for for adulthood sure you know what I mean I know what you mean I it, think, it yeah. seems like like as far the, the psychology is tight sure yeah. you know um, I think there's just so much stuff that's called Buddhism it's like there's mm. Buddhism there's it's Chinese Buddhism there's you know Dalai Lama I guess he's got his own little I just I don't really like when I like what makes somebody not or not a Buddhist I don't know if you meditate some people they pray to Buddha some people they say there is no Buddha <laughs> mm. 
I, I don't really understand like that as a. I got I got to find one. I got to yeah. find somebody and talk yeah, to him. Yeah, you know? no, definitely, man. Yeah. My wife, my sister, I guess, is a Buddhist now, but I mean, my cousin was a Buddhist. I don't know if he still is. He got a little Buddha in his car, and I got. The, I mean, I don't know. So yeah. I, I don't. I've read a lot of Buddhist things that are dope. Like, hey, mm-hmm. meditate. Hey, God's dope. Hey, see, see the greatness of God and everything and this kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's dope. You know, the the common themes. You know, but Buddhism itself is just a huge source of information. I've read a bunch of books about it, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Word. So I got, definitely got to get a yeah. subject matter expert on that. Ask, yeah. Word. No word. No doubt. But I want to talk about um, you reading the Bible sure. and the Quran. Sure. I haven't read the Quran. Sure. And I would like to. Yeah. But I have read through the Bible. So tell me, like, compare and contrast those two. You know what I mean? I think that the Bible is. Um, it's just, it's just the Quran is like the Bible 2.0, which is what it says it is. So when okay. you see in the Bible. When you see in the Bible, and you see the religion of the people in the Bible, the religion of the people in the Bible is Islam. You can see this. You can see how the women dressed. Mm-hmm. You can see how the people prayed on their hands and knees. <clears throat> you can see what the people ate. You can see the law they kept. So what you see in the Bible is you see a scattering of truth and a lot of intermission of different narrations. But the thing about the Bible I said there's a lot of other accounts of the what happened in the Bible that are from the same period that are just as historically trustworthy that say completely different things. Mm. Like the Gospel of Judas, which says something completely different, and the Gospel of Mary, which says something completely different, but they're just as historically accurate. And so what went into the Bible canonically, canonically, historically, as we understand it, the the the, 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 the Protestant Bible, you know, was canonized in the Council of Nicaea and presided over by Constantine, who wasn't a Christian. And so a lot of the messages like the Trinity and things like this, when you see these words don't actually occur in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look in the Quran and you look in the book of Matthew and Jesus says, the, the dude sees Jesus kicking knowledge to the wise man and he sees him kicking game and he likes what he's saying. So he steps to Jesus and he says, yo, tell me this. What's the most important commandment of all, right? And you see this continuation because this is the same thing that's said in the Old Testament, I believe. I can't think... I, I, I can't. I, I'd be making it up if I said the book. I'm losing it. But he says, he says, what's the most commandment of all? He says the same exact quote. He says, Oh, here, Israel, the most important commandment of all is the Lord our God is one. Right. So that's the most important commandment of all. That's a confirmation of something you see in the Old Testament. You can find that exact scripture if you just Google that word. Word. Mm-hmm. It's in the Old It's the exact confirmation. And then you see in the Quran, it says, Kulhu Ahad. It says, Say he is Allah the one. This ayat, this verse, Prophet Muhammad says this verse is one third of the whole Quran. This is this idea. It's called Tawheed. It's the thing that makes someone a Muslim. Is it Allah, the God? The Christians inside of Arabia they call God Allah. It's not an Islamic term. It means the God. Objective is the idea of Tawheed is that you worship only God and that you worship Him. And then what what is what is what does Jesus then say is the most important message right after that when they ask Him what does He say? You know this one to love the God, love the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is Tawheed and this is confirmed in the Quran so what I saw in the Bible especially when you read what Jesus says and then when you look at for me I, when I read the Bible I liked I liked the book of Proverbs I liked the Old Testament I liked the whole thing but what I didn't what I never understood about it what never got me what never when I looked at the historical accuracy of it versus the Quran which is pretty much airtight what I, what I saw was that the Quran is saying it's a confirmation of what came before. When I see in the Bible, I see the book of Isaiah talks about the unlettered prophet. When I see 
uh, in the book of uh, oh, which book is it? It says uh, uh, Moses. He says uh, it says Moses says uh, this is in the book. It says and uh, and I shall rise up and I shall rise up from among their brethren. I shall rise up from among their brethren uh, a prophet like unto him, like unto you, mm. who shall speak with the words I put it with who shall speak with the words I put in his mouth. And for those who do not hearken to the words I put, he, the words he speaks in my name, I will be the avenger. And of course, obviously, the, their brethren, we're talking to who? The Israelites, the mm-hmm. brethren of the Israelites, obviously the Ishmaelites. Um, obviously, the Prophet Muhammad, if you read the Quran, every single chapter starts with, in the name of God, he speaks with the words. He's the only, this is the only, it, it can only apply to one person. There's nothing like unto him. They say it's talking about Jesus, but there's no way Jesus is like unto Moses. In the Bible, Jesus is God. Jesus was not born a natural birth. Jesus was was not a king over his people with 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 the, with the properties of or the or the power of life and death over his people. Jesus did not um, bring new law. There's just no cut. Moses had a family. Moses was a, Moses was a prophet. Muhammad. All these things. There's talking about Muhammad. There's too many pe- persons mm. in the Bible, and even if you read in, in the book of in the book of Psalms, in the book of Psalms, if you read the Hebrew, it says it says Muhammad. It says it. I can. I have to. It's been too long since that's going to Anyway, so real, real quick, did Muhammad come through the line of David? Muhammad was an Ishmaelite, an Arab. So no, he didn't. He didn't. No, no. Okay. No. Right. So when it says from among, the the way the way that I read that scripture is when okay. it says from amongst their brethren. There would have to be the Israelites and the brethren of the Israelites. There's another. There's another scripture right around there that refers to from their, their brethren. Their brethren, obviously, the Israelites and the, and the Israelites would be, mm-hmm. you know, the two, the two, the tribe of Ishmael and the tribe of. So word, anyway, word. anyway, aside from not to make it a point of argument, but this no, is just no, my. I'm idea, just trying right? to understand. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, but this would be what I saw in the Bible, what I read, what I saw in the Quran, what I saw confirmed. Mm. So I said, okay, this is the unlettered prophet. This is the unlettered prophet, and it says uh, in the book of Isaiah, uh, book twenty nine twelve, the book shall be given to him who cannot read, and he shall be told read, and he shall read. In the Quran, it says, Read, read in the name. It's <laughs> mm. the very first revelation. Mm-hmm. He was in the cave, and the angel Gabriel, Gabriel came to him and seized him and said, Ikara. and he said, I can't read. Mm. He said, and then he read, mm. just like that. He was illiterate, you know, mm-hmm. or something. So anyway. So I see these these confirmations, and I see the similarity, and I see the continuation, and I just always try to look at the full picture. Mm-hmm. And so that that was what I saw in the contrast. And I'm glad that I read the Bible, and I like the Bible, and I always enjoy discussing the Bible, and I definitely love the Book of Proverbs. <laughs> you know, what I mean, but what, like I said, I what I, what I never the, the the piece that always escaped me was uh, the, the books that Paul wrote. All of them. Well, he wrote a lot of about thirteen. Paul's he is is very hard to understand. Paul. Yeah, it's very hard to understand that. I'm very much with you on that. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, what I don't, what I don't know. I don't. I just don't get it. You know, what I mean, that doesn't seem to be. He makes it so now Jesus is not preaching to the Gentiles. Now you can eat whatever you want. Now there's no. There's a whole bunch of ideas he introduces. The funny thing about you saying that is, uh, the way that I'm, I'm learning it. And I'm reading and I'm looking at it in a different way. It's 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 confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah. But um there is a brother that he's a Hebrew Israelite, but he believes in Jesus. Sure. You know what I mean? And so, um 
he's he's connecting the symbolism from the Old Testament and also showing how in the New Testament it's still symbolism. Nah, people go into symbolism. That's just that's just full talk. Well, let me let me unpack it just a little bit. The okay. best the best that I can. All right. And, you, and then you let me know. You All know right. what I mean? All right. So when he uh, like when 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 God says in the Old Testament like write this law upon your heart. Mm-hmm. Does God literally mean take a pen and write it, open up your chest and write it on your heart? No. He basically means memorize it, right? Mm, see, there's a whole problem with that. No? See, there's a whole problem with that about when you're taking the Bible and you're trying to really break down the verses that you're not getting the Bible verse. You're getting the translation of the translation of the Bible verse. Now, if you talk about the Word of God and you want to be specific, this is why. You can only go so deep with the Bible because do you speak Aramaic? Was it written in Aramaic? What language does Jesus speak? We don't really know. Which translation is it? You can go to another translation of that same Bible verse and say something different. So tell me, um, you all have the Torah, right? No. No? Quran. But the fir- the, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, is that shared in the Quran at all? Some of the stories are in Some there. of the stories? But they're a little different. They're free. Okay. They're okay. a little different. But some of the stories, yeah, it talks about Moses, mm-hmm. talks about Alayhi Islam, talks about Abraham Alayhi Islam, talks about Jesus Alayhi Islam, talks about, you know, Noah Alayhi Islam, talks about all of them, mm-hmm. you know, tells their stories in different pieces and over and over again. So it parts. gives more, because obviously in the Christian Bible in the old, or Ju- Judaic, however you want to look at it, um, the Old Testament, it doesn't give us that story of what happens with Hagar and uh, Ishmael. In the New Testament? In the Old Testament, okay. after that, it doesn't really, it 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 barely touches their story, like a little bit of their story. Sure, kind of moves on. And then it just moves on. Sure. Does the Quran give more of the story for his line? Um, it's not so much about lineage. It's, it's about okay. the Islam being it being the the religion of all these people. That, that, is, that all these people were Muslims that that, that all these people were, were, were led by God one God over and over again in the Bible even he says I am one I am one I mm-hmm. am one I am one so um, who are who are his people though because we I mean in the Bible we know it's, it's the Israelites and they well, got saved from Egypt it was for a Egypt. second they blew it though <laughs> we know they blew it though they blew it no they, they definitely did they blew it so it's not, there's, no not doubt there, about there's, it. there's no more chosen people we're all chosen alhamdulillah Allah has chosen us all to be here and to worship mm. him <laughs> I'm there's no more chosen people. We're all here, here. Now he gave us Islam. He said if he would have gave the mountains Islam, they would have crumbled out of gratitude because of how easy it is for mm. us. Islam is easy. It's just like the birds are Muslim. You see them travel when the when it goes south. That's they're making where they're worshiping Allah. When the trees shed their leaves, they're worshiping Allah. Everything is a Muslim. You're born as a Muslim. It's a simple state of submission. Mm. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what Allah gave us in the Quran. He gave us Islam. Now everybody can just be Muslim. Alhamdulillah, easy for you. <laughs> you don't gotta stress about it. You don't gotta sacrifice a goat. You don't gotta do none of that no more. It's all mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar concept to how um, you know uh, most like mainstream Christians would, would translate. I guess like interpret like you know the the, the crucifixion of uh, mm-hmm. Jesus and this mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's kind of a mercy to the people to be able to say, okay, now you just you know have this thing and this is your vehicle you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so there's that similarity as well and right. the closest people to it as it says in the Quran are the Christians you know it's, yeah. it's closest people to it as the Christians so I mean I think that it's there's really no two religions closer <laughs> and I think in the world probably than Christianity mm-hmm. and Islam actually but I think that 
you know, there's just, of course, a lot of antagonism, antagonism there. Where I've just always been trying to figure out the split. Like I, I know the split between for the most part. Only difference is, only difference is, we accept Muhammad Sallallahu That's it. We believe Jesus was a prophet, like mm. like he says in the Bible. He he says in the Bible over and over again, you know, that he's a prophet and, um, and that he's not God and that God didn't come to earth. He can't kill God. They definitely couldn't kill Jesus. We don't believe that. We believe Jesus fled, uh, escaped the scene. <laughs> they couldn't touch Jesus. They tried mm. to touch Jesus. Like, ah, got him. Mm. So, uh, you know, uh, we don't believe they crucified Jesus. We don't believe Jesus died. Mm. Jesus up in heaven. Jesus could not touch Jesus. Come on, Jesus walking on water on these cats. What's happening? <laughs> mm. Fall back. And so, um, that's the only difference is that we don't believe Jesus is God. We believe God is one, only one God. He exists beyond everything. He could never come to earth. Humans could never touch God, period. That's impossible. God is beyond the scope of any human, anything. It's beyond. And that um, we accept Muhammad Sallallahu as, as the final prophet. We accept all the other prophets, mm-hmm. all the revelation that exists that is true, but it's all mixed in with, you know, different ideas. There's a lot of, you know, books in the Bible that are just from people who, guess we're inspired by God you know there's like Thessalonians and his letters to the people here and there and such you know it's not necessarily Jesus talking we believe in like Jesus mm-hmm. not so much anybody who was around interpreting what he, what he had to say or yeah. someone here's a verse that Jesus said like before Abraham was I am hmm. you know what I mean yeah and so I am was another name of of God in the Old Testament Yahweh sure you know what I mean okay. would, would you say that that has that wouldn't have anything to do with him claiming his deity or well, see, being is, being th- one with God. I think I think there's that, but there's like so many verses. Like he says, uh, he says, uh, not no no one knows the hour, not even the one who sent me. He's so many verses where he distinguishes between himself and what he can't do. He says, if I could, uh, there's so many. I can't think of one. Mm-hmm. There's like at least thirteen verses where he com- clearly distinguishes himself as being limited in power. And or separate from this being that controls him, and so it, it, there's maybe the, there's these verses that could be interpreted that way. Mm. Um, there's also the the you know um, only way through the son, fathers of the son, and him being the son, and this and the whole thing like that. But it's not it's not clearly implicitly stated. I am God. You have to believe in me to get to heaven. Mm. And I think that when God speaks, He's clear. And that, that, well, but, he, that, he, but that's coming from a background of being a Muslim, where word. it's so clear, yeah. and it's so emphatically stated exactly what you have to do, that it's hard for me to wrap my mind around like the vagueness of the concepts of my eternity resting on this thing that's like not crystally. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like specific things where He says, like John 14 and 6, He says. Um, I am the way, truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's one so, exclusive. I, I, would, I would listen. I would, see, I would hear, see, when I hear something like that, I would think he's the way. That's the first thing he says. So take my way as the truth, the way that I, mm-hmm. you know. But again, like most of the ideas that, even aside from that, even aside from Jesus being divine, most of the ideas that Christianity, Christianity, the religion is built upon, are not from Jesus, but from Paul. Like, like for instance, it says in the Bible. Here, here's one for you. It says in the Bible, God, uh, uh, God does not tempt, nor can he be tempted. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the story of Jesus fasting when he was a child for what was it, forty days, and the devil tempted him. Mm-hmm. There it is. But he wasn't tempted. It says, it says, it says in that story that he was tempted by the devil. He resisted temptation. 
But that's that's also to me that's a breakdown of language and translation. That is, and that and that's the that's thing a breakdown about, of language and, and translation. That's, and that's the thing because we don't have enough. Right, and, that, and that's the <laughs> in thing. English. Right, right, exactly. And I that's feel the you. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly because why uh, because because later in the Bible, or at least in the book of James, yeah. or they call it James, it's really Jacob or Yahoo, but um, um. King James wasn't his name in the Bible, so he changed the name of his brother. He said, uh, oh, man, it speaks directly to that, bro. It talks about you're only tempted by things that you inwardly desire. So if Jesus had, if like uh, a stripper could come and put her boobs in my face right now, sure. I don't want any parts of that because I'm not a boob guy. But sure. if she came in here, turned around, started shaking, then I would be tempted. You know what I mean? Because I'm an ass man. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a temptation. Yeah. But you putting booze in my face, you ain't tempting me to do nothing. I don't care. You could, okay. That's nothing. That's a bag of sand to me. Okay. That does nothing for me. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. And so she tried to tempt me. Right. But she didn't tempt. That that's not tempting to me. This you know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying, but this is more my point of. We read right in the Bible, right? The most right. important commandment of God is, is that God, God, Lord, our, our Lord is one, right? So the only question I ask myself when I read things like that is, what does my religion teach me? Mm. My religion teaches me the most important commandment of all things is that the Lord our God is one. Yeah. So if I want to follow the religion of Jesus, I have to follow that. First mm. off, whatever religion I follow has to preach that first. Mm. John ten thirty. You found it? Yeah, he said he said, I and the Father are one. That was one of the, one of yeah, those there is, there is, there's, there's a few one of those claims. Yeah. You know what I mean? He said my sheep And which book is that from? John, the Gospel of John. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the Father are one. So he's talking about my sheep listen to my voice I know them and they follow me I give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand verse 29 my father who has given them to me is greater than all no one can snatch them out of my hand I and the father are one uh, so that's a, that's an exclusive claim sure, sure, sure. And, and and then Do you what, know we, what we point that back to is uh, Genesis and it talks about um, God said let us make man in our image you know what I mean so sure. yeah that's, okay. that's okay. what we tie that to feel that mm-hmm but um, let's get more into some specifics, bro. So uh, when it comes to Islam, yeah. uh, what's the origin story for y'all, for the world? Same. Same thing? Same thing. No difference. Okay. Um, for the people that don't know. Was it was it he didn't he didn't rest or nothing like that, I believe. He just said ah, 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 ah. see ah, because I know there's kun fire kun that's the ayat from the Quran B and it is is that Allah just says B I'm not but I honestly I don't know if it's the six days thing it might say six spans or something I'm not entirely I don't I know that there's Adam and Eve and so on and so forth all the same but I'm not I know kun fire kun is ayat in the Quran and I know that Allah doesn't need see Islam sees 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 God is this thing that's like wow <laughs> Like doesn't like you don't even it's like unapproachable. It's like this thing that's just like so far advanced beyond mm. anything to even just like 
it's like another level you know mm. what I mean and so like he needs no explanation he needs no it says samad. say he is Allah the one he is a samad a samad is something that doesn't eat doesn't sleep doesn't drink doesn't poop doesn't need help doesn't have an origin doesn't have an ending doesn't have a beginning doesn't have a middle doesn't have mm-hmm. anything just exists beyond everything is completely self-sufficient mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? so like and, and that ayat like I said is worth one third of the Quran so the idea is that he's so far beyond anything human earthly he created those his Maliki Yom and Deen Lord of the world planets creator everything mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like and so um, and so um, oh I lost my train of thought <laughs> I that's what I was saying oh so the origin story so um I can't, I can't quite put my finger exactly on what it is, how mm-hmm. it goes, but I do know that it's like a, I, I want to say it's a snap at the finger, but I'm not. I can't. Right. I would be out to ask But it's actually. to, you know, let there be light and then create no, it. No, no, no. And also that angels are not, angels are made of light. And there's also jinn. You know, the, the, the Christians missed that one. <laughs> the jinn, so the jinn are like smokeless fire. The devil, he wasn't, a, he wasn't an angel. He was a jinn. What's a jinn? A jinn is, an, is, a, is, a, is a creature that's created of um, like smokeless fire, so it's like a like a, something like a, something like an angel. It doesn't have free will, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and so the so the angel, the Iblis, he wasn't an angel. He was the Shaitan, the devil. He was um, he was the jinn. He was like the leader of the jinn and the most mm. knowledgeable one. He's mm. a, he's a scholar of Islam, and that he wouldn't worship the um, you know Adam made of clay in this thing, mm. and um, boom whole deal same same situation you know what I mean mm. yeah. oh do, do you guys is is your is the Quran talk about um, the watchers uh, the Nephilim who's that you ever heard of the Nephilim no I never heard of them so the Nephilim is like the uh, the angels that came down and they were just here on earth just to watch I don't know and keep control of everything of and then they ended up impregnating Oh, no, women, no, 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 no. and they had saying. these quote unquote giant individuals, and, and yeah, they were no. defiling the land, and then that was why the flood came and all that stuff. Oh, okay. no, we don't have nothing like that. Okay, <laughs> bro, that bro, that part always. I'm like, man, I need more information. Bro. Okay, but it's like, but but the sure. Nephilim is like, uh, it's talked about in even not even just like biblical type stuff, like sure, ancient right, sure. Mesopotamia, just. They got some tails. Yeah, they so it, it involves them too. Um, so, um, out of the Quran, out of, in, in Islam, how do you all define morality? What's your basis of morality? Um, being obedient to Allah, Islam means submission to Allah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, is there anything comparable like Ten Commandments, um, like the the Le- Levitical laws? Like dietary there's a lot of there's a lot of laws, yeah. Yeah, it's a bunch of laws. Eat with your right hand, sleep on your right side, cut your hair out one length, wear your pants above your ankles. <laughs> it's mm. a lot. Those aren't, but those aren't. Some of those things you have to do. Some of those things things good to do. Mm. You know, brush your teeth before you pray. Um, you know what I'm saying? Make two copy before Pfizer. There's this, you know, um, you know, a lot of fast on a Monday and a Thursday. Things you can do. There's a lot of whole bunch of stuff like that. You can. So is it more suggestions? Well, there's farther. Farther means it's mandatory. So praying five times a day, farther. Okay. You have to do prayers five times a day. Fasting on Ramadan, farth. Mm. Um, believing in Allah. There's five pillars, obviously. Belief in Allah, Iman, that's one. Fasting, sound, month of Ramadan, you know, that's two. 
salat, that's three. Prayer, your five daily prayers, that's your salat. Zakat, that's basically means that which purifies. So when they call it charity, but it's really the money that you give to the Muslim state that makes the rest of your money permissible. Because the mm. most hated place in the eyes of God is the marketplace. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So mm. to make your money permissible, you maintain the Muslim state. Where? With like 2.5%, everybody pays it. Same flat across the board. And if you don't got no money, you don't pay nothing. Mm, I'm converting. <laughs> and there's no tax in the Muslim country Because anywhere. Because we, we pay in 10%. I know. <laughs> and the double through hoops to do that, what you pay in the accounting? Okay, so sound, uh, and, then, and then after sound, there's... Uh, 2.5. Hold on, man. Where's... Uh, let me review oh, these scriptures. Man, let me oh, find out. Hajj. Pilgrimage. Your pilgrimage to Mecca. You make once your life, you know. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that five pillars of Islam is, is, you know, what basically people agree upon is what makes you a Muslim. They say that the person that prays five times a day is a Muslim. Somebody that don't pray five times a day, if you mean people say, oh, I'm a Muslim, I don't practice. You know, Prophet Muhammad saw something, they asked him, what is the difference between belief and disbelief? He said, the prayer. Mm. They asked him, what makes someone a Muslim? He said, a Muslim is someone who prays five times a day. So, according to Prophet Muhammad saw something, <laughs> a person who prays five times a day is Muslim. Somebody who doesn't pray five times a day, you know, mm. good luck asking him about Islam. Wow. That's it. Cut and dry. And that, well, that's not cut and dry. There's more to it as well. There's, certain, there's a lot of things you can do that make you a non-Muslim. But see, the thing in our religion is that everything is permissible except for these things that Allah has made impermissible. Mm. Everything so, is permissible wow. except for these things that he said. So he said, these things to eat are permissible. Everything else go. Mm-hmm. Don't eat these things. Everything else go. Mm-hmm. Don't wear these things. Everything else go. You know what I'm saying? Don't deal with these people. Everything else go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the, uh, the the framework as far as the jurisprudence of Islamic law. Yeah. Is that everything is permissible. That's the first thing. Except mm-hmm. for these things that he said are not. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Do you feel like in America... It's hard to practice. No. Why not? Because I think it's hard to practice in ways that like would be in, invisible to a, like a person who's a non-Muslim. Like <clears throat> going out to the grocery store and women wearing yoga pants. It's not like good at all. Like really permissible at all for me to be in that environment. <laughs> like mm. realistically, I'm not supposed to be around anything like that. Mm. You know, but people don't talk about that. People talk about praying and fasting. There's a whole lot more to it that what makes you a Muslim as far as your environment, your surroundings, mm. how you strive in the sake of Allah with your money. To, to create an environment where women are respected and protected and safe and they're not driven to expose themselves in these types of ways, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to feel normal, you know, and this type of thing, to, to, to have value in who they are, to make themselves objectified in this way, you know, it's not permissible for me to even really be around it, you know what I'm saying, but as far as me praying and fasting and, you know, those things, you know, Allah makes it very easy for me, you know, in this country, you know, mm-hmm. that's not hard at all. So... One would say, one could easily surmise that you would not be found at a 24-hour fitness. Man, I actually have a membership, dog. It's crazy. Okay. This is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Man. But and you I can't go. I didn't know what they I was in there walking into. around. I didn't know what was going on. I Belly showing. Look, I haven't been. It's, it's, and it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm an American, so like it's not like that, you know what I'm saying, for word. me. And like, you know, realistically, like, you know, whatever, like, yeah, you, you know, I see culture, on the table, is. like, it is what it is. Like, I was raised here and everything, so I'm not like, oh my God, I can see your stomach. Like, it's not like that for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But realistically speaking like as far as like what my religion says that's what I'm telling you I'm not telling you like what Hanif does yeah, yeah. <laughs> how it's cracking for no, me I because feel I'm not gonna be on here telling you something that's not correct word. about my religion you know what I'm saying yeah yeah um but so does that does that play in the background like does it hinder you from like from, from time to time does it hinder you from doing no, certain nothing, things nothing, that, nothing, you know? nothing's 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 n
Man, you know you know what dark matter is? Heard of it, but no. So scientists got this way to measure the um the the gravity of a thing, how much it's gonna exert and how much is gonna be exerted upon it based upon the mass. So they got an algorithm, they find the mass of a thing, they can determine the gravity of it. Problem is when they weigh all the mass in the universe, <clears throat> according to all the calculations, there's not enough mass to keep the gravity of the rotation of the planets in orbit. They should have spun off into space. Mm-hmm. So they've proven there's this thing called dark matter. Dark matter is invi- particles that are basically invisible to us mm-hmm. that move in and around us at all times. Here's the humdinger, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. I think 70, 82% of all matter in the galaxy is dark matter particles that we can't even see. Mm. I didn't create this place. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Right, right. I didn't draw the blueprint up. Couldn't tell you what's happening and what's coming next. Yeah. I'm not going to act like this is it. Yeah. I'm going to follow something that sounds like something smarter than me, mm-hmm. doper than me, beyond me. And I'm going to try to find the most authentic rendering of that that I can find because it's a constant thing and something's trying to communicate something to somebody. (laughs) And I don't want to leave this rock not understanding what that piece is about. There's a whole bunch of pieces to this puzzle. It's like Westworld. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? There's a whole bunch of pieces to this puzzle and you can play the game however you want. But for me, I feel like when it comes down to, you know, my heart stopped beating, I want to make sure that I'm tapping in with that dark matter because we only working on 18% of the equation my dude man that's so crazy. so you know what I mean mm. that's deep what's the meaning of life bro I have no clue what does Islam say their purpose here is to worship Allah okay purpose here is to worship Allah like everything else in the creation mm-hmm. like the sun that keeps rising and doesn't run into the moon you see that every day? <laughs> you paying attention? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you seeing that? Just Here I come again. <laughs> yeah, man. It ain't magic. Yeah. It ain't magic, man. Something's going on. Mm. It ain't magic, homie. I'll tell you that right now. It is right. not magic. <laughs> and so worship, is it basically what you're saying, the the five tenets? It's so much more than that, man. Worshiping is, is, is I mean, it's one of those things. It's a rabbit hole, man. It's as deep as you make it, man. Mm-hmm. You can worship a lot with you can worship a lot with how you put your shoes on. You know, your mm. intention is everything. If you if you if you remembering God when you kissing your wife, man, that's what's that's a serious form of worship, man. When you're providing for your family, that's why we say bismillah before we eat. That's why we don't eat food that's not halal. Because mm. how I'm gonna take one of God's creations, I don't even recognize him, and then I'm buying food from these people, they just how you're killing God's creation, they ain't even recognizing him. That's a real living, breathing thing. Hello? Mm. That's the sign of God, right? So if the person they said bismillah before they killed the animal, why would I? That's crazy. Why would I put that in my stomach? That's crazy. See, that mm-hmm. type of stuff really make a lot of sense to me on a on a dark matter level, on a metaphysical things I can't see level, like mm-hmm. that type of thing. Like, what is that about? Like, shooting the animal in the head with a ball. Now I'm just having a burger patty. And now for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little bit more particular, and I like something that's. And so that's, you know, that's how I see it. You know what I mean? I see it more like that. Mm. So. um Describe to the folks. I don't even know what it means. What does halal mean exactly? Halal means um, permissible. Anything's halal. You know, kissing your wife is halal. Um, going to get a job, working, you know, driving Uber is halal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. You know, halal just means anything is permissible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like making your prayer in a masjid is halal. 
You know what I'm saying? Praying at home is halal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All these things are halal. You know what I'm saying? Going with your family, you know, to the beach is halal. I guess, you know, whatever you whatever you do is halal. But halal food is what the term they use for halal a lot of times. It's halal the food. It means that the animal was killed in the form is actually called zabiha. Zabiha is the actual term for the form of slaughtering that makes an animal halal. Animals meet halal. You see okay. what I'm saying? Okay. So what they do is basically they do one cut across the neck. It's quick, it's merciful, and they say in the name of God before they do it. Mm-hmm. Simple. Mm-hmm. Same way that you would want any animal that you cared about to go, if it had to go quick, mm-hmm. merciful, remembers of God, and back to the Creator you go. <laughs> so it's, it, it was basically it's very intentional the way it's that very the animal the way the blood is drained and everything like that is also is is is, 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 is is if you look into it, it's the highest way that it can be done. Everything. So about how close it, is that to kosher? It's it, it's basically one step above, but it, we also eat kosher meat. Okay. Because it, and also Christians, if y'all find your way back to some sort of ritual slaughtering, we'll eat y'all's too. <laughs> you know, if y'all's not freestyling, if it's prepared the right way, yeah, man. If, if this isn't the book, then we can eat y'all food. You know what I'm saying? It's just that you know y'all be freestyling a little bit. <laughs> 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 kind of waiting on y'all, but I mean, I'm trying to get some Popeyes too. I never had it. I want to know what's up. You know? Wow, you never had Popeyes. Never in my life, man. Never Why not? Because oh, just because the way it's, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. Wow. There's a whole energy coming from places like that that we can't see. You know? So y'all got. It. So when you eat barbecue, you got to know who's preparing it. Yeah, I generally only eat the food my wife makes. Okay. Which is a great decision, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> great decision. But, um, yeah, man, generally I only eat the meat my wife makes in the house because the stuff in the street, I don't know who's preparing it, who's handling right. it. That's just good advice, period. But that, and, that's, and, and, that, and that's the godliness that you see, and that's the stuff that you think that in this crazy society we live in, if, mm-hmm. if Jesus was living, if we was, you know, what would be the type of, rules we would really adhere to what would God truly want us to do to honor he would want us to do intentional things like that but the food we put in our body the food we nourish our families with should be from a source that's godly always mm. like without question you yeah. know what I'm that's why we eat organic right mm-hmm. <laughs> same idea right yeah. just on a social justice level and a feed your local farmer this is because this is godly mm. God would love that we're trying to look out for the farmers and that we're trying to make sure that the children don't get no pesticides and this is all godliness right mm-hmm. intentionally get God loves that right so then Slaughtering is just another level. Islam is just another level. Dope. Um, what does Islam say about our eternal destiny? Everyone. What do you mean? So, um, is there after afterlife? Is there is reincarnation? No, 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 no. Do we come back as a as a no, no, cow? No, 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 no. As a bee, as a no, dog. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It says in the Quran he turned some people into pigs. And what I think on Ooh. my very own is that that's why we can't eat pigs because they're really humans. You know they're really smart, right? I don't know. I have zero knowledge about pigs, pigs. other than they don't sweat. Yeah, right. They have no sweat glands. Pigs are some of the smartest animals. Mm. Really it's all good. We're going to find out in 100 years that pigs are really humans and then people are going to be feeling terrible about all the portraits. <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> But I don't know why I'm whispering. But, Some um, people smell like pigs. Hey, man, yeah. All right, all right now. Play nice. I, hey, I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not saying who. I ain't naming no names. But sometimes you come across people like, man, that smell like some pork. Yeah, that's a fact. It's crazy, man. <laughs> but um, as far as, as far as you said, our eternal destiny, afterlife, there's Jannah and Jahannam, you know what I mean? And uh, when you die, Allah says in the Quran, in the yawm al-fasli ka'na mi'qata, Surely that day is a true and appointed thing. And by that day, he's talking about the day of Kiyam when we'll all be raised up and accounted for our deeds. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all of the, it says in the Quran, even the smallest atoms' weight of good will be seen, and even the smallest atoms' weight of bad will be seen. And so 
we believe that you know we'll be raised up and called to account for our deeds and basically it's, Islam is the cheat code like in Ramadan just at night you pray and it's like praying for 80 years cheat code mm. you know what I'm saying so when I raise up I got Islam all this stuff counting up faster than the day of Ashura five salats every day for however many years oh I got all this adding up if you think about how much of your life we really spend like worshiping God like versus like being on Facebook like where mm. we really worship Mm. What's the greatest gift of all? Time, right? What's the greatest? What's the one thing anybody would do anything for more of? Huh? Time. time. And what do we use it on? What do we really worship now? Because everybody worships something. I mean, all these atheists. I don't have a religion. Yeah, you worship something. Mm-hmm. What about when you don't feel like you going no more? What keeps you going? Mm. Is it a song? Is it your girl? Is it your kids? What do you worship? Not what do you kneel down and say, oh, you're what I worship. Yeah, we know anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. What do you really worship, right? Mm. So if you think about it, you know, your time and this kind of thing like that is uh, it's how you spend it. It really shows what you truly believe in, mm. you know? And so what was your question again? Talking about destiny, destiny, and eternal, eternal, uh, eternal. So, you you were talking about you know being being judged, yeah, based upon. So so being yeah. raised up, and then depending on um, how we how we how we did what we did, the good and the bad, you know, basically, um, it's either hellfire or it's heaven. Mm. You know, but it's not. People can go to hellfire for a little bit and then go to heaven. Tell me about that. Yeah, the people it says Hadith it says the man that um, it says that man if you if you know a righteous Muslim and um you're in Jannah and and you don't see him maybe you ask Allah about him and um brings him out of the hellfire because Allah has 99 parts of mercy and he he only gave one to the plus of the humans. He reserved 98 of them for when his creation comes before him. Mm. So he's very merciful God. He's a very, very, very merciful God. Mm. For all the crazy stuff we do. Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, It gives me shivers to think about that. Why do you, man? <laughs> gives me shivers to think about it, man. Just, uh, But yeah, man. So there's a bunch of different hadith like that. And, and to talk about um, people being taken out of hellfire, being given jenna after being hellfire. So, mm. you know, there's no telling. <laughs> mm. yeah. And then, is heaven reserved only for those who believed in Allah or if someone wasn't taught the ways of Allah how would they be judged you know I don't really know man that's a tough one I don't really know man Mm. I don't I don't know I don't know who's going to heaven (laughs) yeah it says a lot of different things um there's a lot there's 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 stories about here's a deep man there's a story about this guy He, he killed 98 people. So he went and found the holiest dude in the village and he said, look, man, I killed 98 people, man. So what can I do to get right with God? He says, nothing, it's over for you. So he killed him. Went to the next village, found a holy dude and said, I killed 99 people, man. What can I do to get right with God? He said, don't look good, baby. Splattered him. Hmm. Went to the next village, found the holiest dude in the big village. Yo, man, I killed 99 people, 100 people now, man. What's, who's ever going to, what can I ever do to get with God, man? I don't know what to do. He said, who can stand between you and uh, you and your, what can stand between uh, God and your repentance? Mm. He said, go to this city over here where the people are good, you know what I'm saying? And, and maybe you just adopt their ways and you try to just do things different from here on out and make a sincere repentance to Allah. So he says, okay. 
starts walking towards the towards the city. Dies. You heard this one? Nah, I knew where it was going though. Angels come down. Say it said take your soul. Come for a lot with it. Say what about this dude? He said measure the distance between the city he was going to and the city he was coming from. Mm-hmm. So he measured it. He came back and said, "Yeah, life's short. He's on. He's on. He's still closer to the." He said, "Change the dimensions of the Earth." He said, "Go measure it again." Went down, measured it. One hand span. He's he's in the he's in the good zone, and he grants him paradise. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know who's going to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no clue. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And there's another hadith about the five hundred Muslims walking by the graves and covering his ears because people did um, urinated standing up were being tortured in their graves. So I don't know. Mm. I, I think that it's much more complex than we really actually consider, really. I think that it's way deeper. Mm. Way deeper and right in front of us. It sounds it sounds similar to, uh, you know, when Jesus was on the cross and between the two thieves. Sure. And one thief was like, man, you the son of God. Why don't you just take yourself down? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you just sitting here taking this? Right. And then the other man was like, hey, man, like... I think he said something like, what must I do to be saved? Or something like that. And he was like, I sure, surely I said to you to this day, yeah. you will be with me and my father in paradise. So the person that believed in him, even though he was on the, he got, he was justifiably crucified. Right. He believed, he was basically repenting and believing in, in him and like, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure, Sincerely. Sure, 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 sure. And so Repentance therefore. is a big thing. Mercy is a big thing. Exactly. Huge thing. Exactly. And so. The one guy that repented was like, all right, he's going. Supposedly, that was that's the story. And then the other yeah. guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not happening. But, yeah, bro. Like, if you reverse that question, you ask me, bro. Like, it's, I don't even want to answer it. Mm. You know? Like, I know what it says in Revelation. If you don't believe in Jesus, because he says he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Then it's saying that everybody else don't make it in. You know what I mean? But then you got, then I, I think about just in my natural self, not in my spiritual self, but my natural self was like, what about the people that never heard of him or wasn't given a correct account? And they found out about him through, I'm not going to say any other. Elijah Muhammad or something. No, not even Elijah Muhammad. I'm thinking about other Christian like sects. Mormons or something. Yeah, Mormon or something else. Sure, KKK. <laughs> I'm not talking about white supremacists. We'll, we'll get on white supremacists. Christian sex. I just wanted to. Hey, what, what, so that too. No, no, no. Because that's just practicing evil. Um, I don't want to name anybody because sure. it is what it is. But they came through another what's denomination? Sure, 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 sure. That took somebody else's ideas and turned it into a religion. Sure, sure. Kind of like Mormon. Kind of like some other stuff. A lot of that. But they, it just wasn't given to them in a pure form. Sure. What about them? Sure. Because at the end of the day, what God is saying, he's he's judging people's heart. Well, I feel like that's why in Islam we believe God's most merciful. It's most merciful. That that solves a lot of those questions of how he how he's going to make it work. Well, if he could read the, re, change the dimensions of the earth for a man who killed 100 people. Inshallah, trying my very hardest to never kill anybody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And try to do the right thing. But there's things that are worse than killing people. Oppression is worse than killing in our religion. 
You oppress your wife, you oppress your kids, you know what I mean, you know? It's, 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 it's worse. It's a, it, oh, oppression is worse than killing in So there's a ranking, kind of, of, oh, of sin? all sins are not the same as sin. Ooh. So tell, tell me about that. Tell me about we that. We have minor sins, we have major sins, we have unforgivable sins. Ooh, tell me about that, bro. That's that's well, the morality piece that I'm looking for. Okay, so associating partners with God is unforgivable. That associating is, what? Partners with God, that is the one sin that God does not forgive. Associating partners? Associating partners. God has a homie, God has a lover, God has a daddy, God oh. has a... Okay. No, yeah. only one. There's okay. nothing like it's completely different. Word. <laughs> he doesn't have a. Even when it says in the Quran, the hand of Allah, if you say, oh, it's a human hand, oh, it has five fingers, that's disbelief. It's just the hand of Allah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. all it is. That's all you know. It, it, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Don't associate anything with him. He doesn't associate explicitly with himself. That is mm. the major idea. Mm-hmm. So we have minor sins, like maybe a minor sin might be like. Uh, this you're gonna probably find interesting. My understanding might be like, um, let's say my mother asked me to clean up the house, and I and I and I for her like not I'm a young person like now she said, come over help me clean up the house and feeling sick so I clean up the house but I don't really do my best job because I'm really gonna kick it with my homies mm-hmm. but that's kind of a minor maybe that's that's, that's not asking that's your mother let's say my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> your mother anything with her is major yeah, Islam yeah. is major in Islam it's your paradise is under the feet of the mother wow yeah so if you're not good with your mother you blew it that's wow. the one person I'm always down with yeah <laughs> yeah so so anyway so um. Yeah, so they say your homie calls you over, help me clean up, I'm sick, and you help him clean up. But you don't do your best job because you're trying to hang out with a girl or something. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you, you know, you committed a minor sin. You did something like a girl walk by and you look at her butt, you know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. something like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stare a little too long. You know, but you know, when you make the prayer, that washes off your minor sins. Mm-hmm. When you make wudu, all your minor sins you do with your hands, wash off your hands. When you mm-hmm. wash before you pray, when you wash your face, sometimes you do with your face, wash off the water, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you pray five times a day, you cleanse yourself. And then there's certain things you do that forgive you of all your past sins if you don't do anymore, like making pilgrimage to Mecca. Mm. Then they're fighting in the cause of Allah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or um, a lot of different things you could do that they they forgive you of all your sins. Certain times in Ramadan, maybe you fast a certain day during the year, and then there's many sins get forgiven. So it's like a cheat code. Mm. So but there's minor sins and there's major sins. Major sins is like disbelief, associating partners with Allah, um, you know, fornication, um, disrespecting your parents, gossiping. These are major crimes. Mm. These are major, major crimes. Gossiping, disrespecting your parents. Um, you know, those are major crimes in Islam. Mm-hmm. What's the unforgivables? Associating partners with the law. That's the one. That's uh, That I know of for sure. I've heard somebody told me once, I don't know if she said rape is unforgivable. I said, ooh, I kind of like that, but I didn't want to ruin it because I liked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, they say uh, associating parts of the law. Anything you associate with laws, and, and not only is unforgivable, it makes you a non-Muslim. There's things that make you a Muslim. You know, it make you a non-Muslim. If you associate parts of the law, it makes you. A, that's why the people who say the nation of Islam they're not Muslims, because they believe the black man is God. That's completely opposite of Islam. It makes you a non-Muslim. But say it again. That's why the people who say they're part of the nation of Islam they're not Muslims, because they say the black man is God and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a social, that's completely opposite of Islam. Mm. You're associating partners with it's a whole bunch of. Whew. That's why Malcolm X broke off. That's why Malcolm X broke off because Malcolm X is a Muslim. That's exactly why Malcolm X broke off. That's mm-hmm. exactly why. Tawheed. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Tell me about jihad. 
Okay, what about it? I think there is a, a big misconception about what it is and what it means to Muslims or to, to Islam um, and how it's interpreted on your side versus the American side or the non Muslim side. Muslim side. I'm going to tell you two things real quick. Well, I'm going to share this with your listeners too. If you ever want to sound educated when you're talking to a Muslim, never say Muslim. Say Muslim. Muslim? You sound so much more educated. <laughs> My bad. No, no, no. no. It's not, it's, not, it's not bad. I'm telling you this is like a cheat code. Word. That when you talk to Muslim people, if you say they like, and instead of Islam, Islam, mm-hmm. you sound like you know something now. You sound Word. like it's like making Jesus say, "Say how are the cows? What's it like growing up as a colored kid?" And you're like, "Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you racist, but I think you don't really know, and you're not really ready." You know, forgive what I'm me for I know not what I do. Right, 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 right. right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna share. I like to share that with people that I care about, so that they can sound informed and have a meaningful interactions with Muslims. Because you say Islam, so people, let me, let me, let me practice it. Yeah, go. Say it again. Islam. 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 You sound like you know something. And then a Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. That's yeah. Let's go. Okay. All right. So um keep that in the tuck. As far as jihad, um jihad is is essentially um it's like this is like natural law stuff. So Islam is a religion that covers everything. Whole rest of your life, rest of the world till Jesus comes back. This is everything until Jesus comes back. So it covers everything. It covers your wife, how you deal with her. covers your kids, how you deal with them. Mm-hmm. covers your food, what you eat. covers your home, how you set it up. covers your mosque, where it's supposed to be. covers what hands you eat with. Tell covers what covers how you live your life, what type of garments are the best to wear, what type of, you know, words are the best to use. Your wife covers everything. covers everything. covers how you, what's the best way to take a poop. covers everything. Mm. Okay, everything. Also covers fighting, because <laughs> that happens too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's how you gotta understand this. First of all, it's context. People want to say, "Oh, Islam promotes fighting." No, Islam covers everything. Islam covers how you sleep with your wife. Best way to do that. And it works. <laughs> mm. Okay. Kama Sutra ish or no? Well, the thing about Islam, you can get, you can go down to the rabbit hole, man, and you'll find that it goes very deep. Okay. You can go down. I mean, there's a lot of information out there about Papa Mahomes. There's nobody on earth you will ever find who has nearly as much information about what he did in his life as this dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of information. Okay. Okay. So, Islam also covers fighting. Fighting in the cause of Allah, of not just fighting. Mm-hmm. Fighting in the cause of Allah. I'm gonna say this again. Not just fighting. If I just reach over here and punch you, you just saw mama. That's just fighting. Fighting in the cause of Allah is called jihad. It's a very noble thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's a very great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Is the people present a situation where Islam is being threatened or harmed or we're being attacked or assaulted and the women are not safe, then we fight only for the cause of Allah. It's a story about a guy named Sam bin Zayn. Tell you the story about jihad. I tell about jihad. See, yeah, it's a higher code of violent aggression than any code you'll find in any country that exists. I'm going to show you how. Some of them say it's on the battlefield. Dude's out here killing Muslims in front of him. He knocks him down, about to kill him. Dude says, La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah means there's no God but Allah. This is what you say when you become a Muslim. This is what a Muslim says, declares his faith. Mm-hmm. He's a Muslim, la ilaha illallah. So he lets him up. Dude runs off. So he's killing Muslims again. You get the idea. Knocks him down third time. Like, like, this time he's like, no. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. 
bring him forward. Papa Mama says something. Papa Mama says something. Says, Tell him what happened. He says, What are you going to do when the soul comes forth from the day of Qiyam saying, Layla Illallah? So, so this is on the battlefield, killing people. There's another story about the Sahaba. They were about to kill the guy, knock him down. They said he couldn't do it. They said, Why? He said, Because he's going to do it out of anger. This is the type of, this is the type of, this is what jihad is. Jihad is when you go to war. If you move so much as a leaf on a tree unjustly, your entire war campaign is no longer jihad. Mm-hmm. This is the Prophet Muhammad says, walking back to the to, to, to Mecca after he conquered the entire Arabian Peninsula and diverting the whole Muslim army a half mile around a she-camel that was giving birth so as not to travel it. This is what jihad is. So when they talk about jihad and they talk about these people that are just blowing stuff up indiscriminately, don't have a cause, don't have a purpose, don't follow Islam, aren't mm-hmm. observing the rules of the entire thing, mm-hmm. They don't know what they're talking about. Word. Now, there's certain aspects of stuff you see that they try to publicize that are inarguably parts of Islam, and that's how they try to get it tripped up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Muslims are not going to get out here and talk bad about other Muslims. Killing people unjustly does not make you a non-Muslim in our religion. If I say, God's got a cousin, that makes me a non-Muslim. <laughs> if I pull out a gun and go crazy, that doesn't make me a non-Muslim. It makes me a very, very, very bad Muslim. Mm-hmm. And a Muslim is forbidden from talking about anybody, especially a Muslim, in any way it's negative. Mm. Forbidden. If you ever hear somebody doing that, I guarantee you that person is very, very ignorant about Islam. It's not permissible. Mm. I don't care what the Muslim did. That person is still saying, la, 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 you are not supposed to say, especially if they're dead, ever, about a Muslim, ever. Mm-hmm. So, that's the idea of jihad. That's the idea of warfare in Islam, is that the Muslims obviously came out of a lot of battles. And there was a lot of things that was going on that was very violent in that time. And in a lot of ways, it's very much still the same. Mm-hmm. Only difference is Prophet Muhammad so was near to keep people in line, to make everybody on both sides victorious. Because mm. when he came back to Mecca, he forgave most of those people. Mm. You know, they were killing his family and assaulting his people and doing all these different types of things. Killing his uncle and eating his liver, and these people became Muslims, and he forgave them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what jihad is. When they talk about this stuff, they really don't. People, the people are taking in a verse in the Quran where it's talking about <laughs> defending your home and saying, "Cut! It's saying I cut their heads off." Yo, man, yeah, it is. It is. The, it is revolutionary document number one. There is a lot of gangster business going on in the Quran. There's no question about it. Like mm-hmm. I did for sure. But that's a part of life as a man. And this book is addressed in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. And some people would probably even say, in all ways, I'm sure, to men and to deal with the ways that the world exists, mm-hmm. to exist on it. And realistically, you can't leave something like violence out. That, it makes me think about, was it last night? Two nights ago, me and my wife read the book of Esther together. Wow. And so uh, I love that book, man. Yeah. Like, it's action packed, it's like 30 minutes, great story, bro. Um, and so it got towards the end, you know, after Mordecai um, continued to be holy and do his thing and, and Esther appealed to the king and the the stakes that Haman has set up for Mordecai to kill him on. Haman got killed on because he was trying to kill the holy man that protected the king just because he hated him for being a Jew. Um, Imagine that. Exactly. And so um, and so then when word spread throughout was it the Babylonian kingdom, you know what I mean, all the way from Africa to India, uh, or Ethiopia to India, all throughout, 
the, all the provinces, the uh, the Jews celebrated, and because because Haman had put an edict out to kill all of them, and they were mourning, they were mourning at first, and then then they got reversed after Haman got killed, right. and then the king was like, nah, protect all the Jews at all costs. You know what I mean? So the Jews took vengeance on all those who had plotted on them because they knew who was plotting on them to kill them very soon, and so they were just killing tens of thousands of people, and then my wife was like. How is that okay? Why is it okay for them to kill all those people and rejoice when they themselves know that they was about to get and this killed? This is why you have jihad to set limits on things like violence and not to try to make it vague to make very plain limits. But to me, like when when I now when I read the Old Testament as an adult and not just like given based off of what was told to me growing sure. up in the Christian Cherry church. Versus. You know what I mean? It's just like like all the commandments and all that type of stuff, the way I interpret it is this is how you're supposed to live amongst each other. You know, like do not lie, do not steal, do not covet, do not murder in your community. You don't this is how you live at home. <laughs> but now when it comes to these people on the outside that's trying to destroy you or they violate God by touching his people unjustly that's when you kill for that reason now you don't kill out of jealousy no. you don't and, and and every every time i talked about you know they killed but they didn't take the spoil because they weren't in it for they weren't trying to sure, rob the people sure, sure. this is just for my for our own survival sure like you guys are enemies Y'all this got, is the way the world works. This is the way outside. the world works. <laughs> and it's not the way it works. It's the way it works outside of, you know, a lot of people, they think we live in, the analogy I use, they think we live in the zoo, but I know we live in the jungle. Word. You know, and so they, they wait for animal jumps out and savages their child. They wait for the zoo keep. But I got something for the animal because I know this was the jungle the whole time. But we live in a very much uh, isolated reality. But you know, you know who they, the white supremacists tell us is a zoo, but they know it's a jungle. I mean, anybody would have a brain over it's the jungle. But look, well, yep, continue on. <laughs> no, um, that was really all I had to say, man, was just Word. that I think that um, the world is a very harsh place. And yeah. that we uh, and people that live in first world countries, we forget, you know, we think that, you know, the inner cities of America are, are harsh places. <laughs> but, you know, reality is the greatest killer of all is Mother Nature, man. If you get exposed mm. to it, you will truly see that this earth is not a forgiving place at all for anyone. Mm. We've been, we've been privileged enough to be born into a time where the earth has been cultivated for thousands of years before it's manipulated into this <clears throat> place that's you know of nice comfortable place to live but that doesn't change the base reality of it and it's not just the, the the nature outside of our communities it's also the nature within the people that live in them and the human beings have a very 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 destructive nature very destructive it's kicked it, mount you know compiled on top of a bunch of other, you know, really good characteristics. We have a very destructive, um, you know, I think uh, quality to us. That, mm. that, you know, everything that we create destroys. Even it's it's really quite a give and take in that way, and it's pretty much a one for one. So I think that uh, I think that a lot of us just forget that, and that um, when you look at stuff like you know the Old Testament, it seems harsh to those who have not been exposed to this, the realities of how the world can be. You know, I remember mm. I know just. So something like going to prison, which is really even that's a pretty much a first world experience, the way that I experienced it, was, was enough of a wake up call for me to realize like, wow man, like, you know, 
it's not like there's no like forgiveness there's no like kindness there's like people when they don't have anybody watching them are just like animals mm. there's nothing to answer to and there's no they're just like animals you know what I mean right. so I think that um I think that yeah that, that this stuff only seems harsh if you really don't understand how the world works yeah before we turn and veer off in another direction um how does Islam like it, it inform you how to think, speak, and act when it comes to countering racism and white supremacy? Oh man, I just uh, when it comes to like, like, like I don't counter because the counter is to be reactionary. Like, I control those scenarios. Like mm-hmm. I don't like racism. What's that's an easy sidestep for me. That stuff I those guys make me laugh. Anything like that is funny to me. Like oh you. You oh you, you broke. That's how I feel. You broke. I was young, yo. Tell you, you broke. You broke. You gotta be broke. You still on that? Okay, yeah. look, hold on real quick. Let me pull a couple thousand out or something and make you feel really broke. You know mm. what I mean? Because I don't. I, I got too much money to get killed by the police. That's for sure. <laughs> they they ain't never shot nobody in the car. Like, in the car, look, nothing like mine. <laughs> That's mm. a fact. And uh, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't nowhere near one of these hood niggas that uh, you can. Put your hands on, cause I got a lawyer and some more stuff. So if you racist, you, it sucks for you, cause <laughs> I'll squash your life with this bag of money. So that's how I look at that. That whole thing is hilarious. I mean, the police and all that. I talk to him. I talk to him. Yeah, try me. Guarantee. I guarantee. I'll, I guarantee. I'll put a hefty sum on a Jewish lawyer and have him come get your life. So mm. that's how I look at that kind of stuff. I only fear Allah. Fear me and only me. So it says in the Quran. Fear only for a lot. So people fearing men, especially when you've lived on the planet Earth and you've seen like what the planet Earth will do. Like mm-hmm. fearing men, what time will do? Just let time eat these people up. <laughs> how much? How long can you ride around being a racist cop? Will <laughs> that eat you up? Like <laughs> time destroy you? Like mm. I fear a lot. Only a lot. He's got a plan for everything. I'm not worried about it. And like you know, as far as like but like really like racism is something that I'm just like I don't even experience that anymore. I just like that type of stuff is like. I, I I don't know. I just feel like the answer to that is to get your money up. You know, mm-hmm. on, on Earth, like if that, if that's something that bothers you, it's like people looking down on you. Like if you get your money up, there's like that. There's nothing that makes them just shut up more than just like I have more money than you. <laughs> like real quick, like mm. oh no, actually, let me display. Brr, brr. Oh, then it's like, man, I feel stupid. Like yeah, you you mm. should. You know what I'm saying like, and there's no argument. You know what I'm saying? I don't even deal with that stuff. I hustle. What about when they get their money up? I mean, I hope they do, honestly. No, I mean, like, uh, you know how, like, uh, you know, the cop will unjustly kill somebody. Sure. And then the white supremacists start a GoFundMe. And that cop has a million dollars in three days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I mean, I think that, you know, I think that the whole thing with police brutality, honestly, man, is like. <sighs> All right. Alright, so like with police brutality, man, like I'm not like most black people. I'm not like on this like, oh, what was me, the police kill people. Like the police kill more people than I know that I can I literally get lost count. I lost count. Mm-hmm. I don't know they kill a lot of people I know and love. I've been assaulted by the police so many times I've won two lawsuits against them. You know how bad you gotta get ass whipped to win a lawsuit against the police? You know mm-hmm. who decides if they whooped your ass? The police. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know I'm not like one of these dudes on Facebook that's picking up a hashtag. I've actually lived this shit. Word. Here's the thing about the police, man. Police kill broke people. Okay. Black people need to wake up. We live in a racially stratified society where black people are being discriminated against because they have no economic power. Mm-hmm. Jews are a minority. 
I've never seen the police kill a Jew. I have never seen the police kill a little Jewish boy in Williamsburg or anywhere. I've never seen it. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that. Mm. I'll tell you something else. I have never seen and you have never seen the police kill anybody in a nice car. You've never seen the police kill somebody in an S500, a Bentley. It sounds ridiculous. That's why the Blazers get caught smoking weed. They never get smoked. Mm. Those dudes are six foot nine black dudes. How many times did the Blazers nice getting stopped? Never got smoked or harassed, right? Because mm-hmm. you're driving a Ferrari. Well, it's few and far. There's, there's more people. No. You Dabo, can look, no. Dabo you, Sabo Lotion. He not a, he hold not on, a hold on, hold on. You can look. You can look at every video of a police killing. There's a playlist mm-hmm. on YouTube. You're not going to that that Nissan Essential will get you smoked. Mm-hmm. That Buick Electric will get you popped. That Ford Windstar will get you peeled. <laughs> The S-500 will buy you immunity in this country. Listen to me. The police are here to protect property. If you demonstrate that you have property, you are immune to police brutality. I promise you. What, is, what if the S-5 got spinners on it? If it's yours and you got the title and not the registration and you understand how economics work and you're not one of these dudes doing a car payment and you actually have property and you're not a consumer and you can demonstrate that, it buys you immunity. And That's why I say I have too much money to get killed by the police. They cannot kill me. They know that. I got stopped in my car, driving a suspended license, no insurance. The cop let me drive away. I didn't even have to get out of the car. None of that. Put your hands around. None of that. Take your hands out of your pockets. None of that. Mm. That doesn't happen. You know that. I know that. What you, would you show them? I showed them my title with mm. my name on it and my ID. Mm-hmm. This is my car. I own this. You know I got a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know I rub elbows. I play golf at Heron Lakes. You know. Mm. <laughs> you can tell. I make it apparent. That's why they say people say, oh, you're being flashy. I'm not being flashy. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going on. I'm demonstrating that I have property so that I don't have to deal with what y'all deal with. This is what black people have to understand. This country is designed for people that it's like a corporation. Oh, it is. Either you're a shareholder or you're a consumer. If you're a consumer, you don't get to decide on what product comes out. You just get to consume it when That's it, it does. That's it. So if you don't have any share and you're not demonstrating that you're a shareholder, you're going to get treated like a consumer. Consumers are replaceable. That's it. It, Black, man. white, or candy strap. You seen the videos? They're killing white kids and everything. It's broke people are getting killed by the police. Stop being broke. Broke people are getting. It's not. It's Stop broke. being broke. <laughs> that's real, man. Dang, that's. That's real. gonna be the name of my podcast. Nobody steal that from me. I was. I've been working on that. It's coming soon. Stop being broke, man. Tell us about it, man. Tell us about it's the podcast come, coming soon. Bro. I mean, that's what it's, it's going to be all about. Wealth, man. You know what I mean? That's what I yeah. believe in. Wealth, abundance, yeah. man. I don't believe in poverty. I believe black people need to understand how economics work. So they can stop being, you know, boohooing about how hard life is and stuff. is not good for us. Maybe we have to move in a positive way and have resources and stop looking at it like this, this, you know, impoverishment mentality of, oh, I'm just a humble man. I don't know. You need to boss up. You need to have strategize, bro. Man, you need to have resources in line. You need to be on top of this whole, you know, money movement and not be out here talking about selling incense and trying to be humble and being in debt and dealing with interest. No, man. Get your bag together. This is America. Stop acting like you don't know what time it is. You better get three jobs. You better get five jobs. You better hustle like you're not from here so you get like, so you're living like you're not from here and stop being average. That's what the whole goal is. That's what it is, We gotta stop being average. We gotta get rich. We gotta get wealthy. We gotta get paid. That's real, bro. I mean, and that's why I've been on the path that I've been on, man. It's like, like, man, I don't be seeing you out, bro. You ain't really in. I'm like, bro, I don't to this bag of money, man. I got too many ways. I got a, I got a wife, in. and now I got two kids, bro. Yeah, son, like, busy. 
Man, rent prices in Portland, bro. You know what it is, man. Exactly what's going on. I'm just right like, bro, down. my rent was going up so fast. Yeah. I told my wife, we got to buy a house now. Right. This ain't, this ain't our dream house, but we got to own something. Yeah. And we got to control our costs, bro. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing with, with us in, in our generation. Maybe it's not just, I don't think it's just black people. One, the, the thing that I've seen among our generation, the, the millennials, I don't think the black people are achieving less. We just don't have no wealth that we've inherited. Black people don't. Black people don't understand what wealth is because we haven't had it. It's been withheld from us. You, well, you nothing's withheld. See, that's the see, see. This is see. This is okay. Look, man. This is the thing, man. The generational. No, see, this is this, is, this is a part of the poverty mentality. Wealth is without. No, no, we are not. No, so like. 90% of humanity exists in this stage where it's like, uh, I'm a victim. Something can be withheld from you. Like, this is how most people think. This is how most people that you encounter walking down the street, they think about the world's happening to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe maybe 5% move to the stage of manifest or creator stage. Now you're into the creation. Now now you're something happening to the world. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be withheld from you. Everything is given to you. The, water falls from the sky, food grows from the ground. Nothing is withheld from you. Everything is here for you. You're already wealthy and abundant. Money is just a partition that people use to separate man from their abundance. You're like a waterfall. You're supposed to be free like an antelope. Right? Waterfall keeps slowing. It's in tune with the creator. It's creating every day. Mm-hmm. Tree keeps going. Sun, we talked about that. Up and down. Hello, here I go again. That's creation. That's the creator right there. That's how it works. If you're in tune, you're creating. Nothing's mm-hmm. stopping you from creating. You're still creating. Boom, boom. You're doing your thing. You're in tune with the source. You know where your blessings come from. You're doing your work. You're creating every day. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what abundance is. What I'm what I'm coming from is the the generational wealth the, that's that's passed it's, down. It's 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 wealth is not even something. That's, wealth is how you think, bro. Well, I'm using no, the no, wrong no, word. I'm no, using the even wrong the resources, even the access to the resources is how. Look, look. I'll put you like this. You got some grass back here. Mm-hmm. You can plant some food, right? I got a lot of weeds I need to take but care of. But you can plant food. But you can plant food, right? I will. Mm-hmm. It's how we think. Wealth is right here in front of us. It's all over the place. It's just how we think. It's not about doing anything. It's just about opening ourselves up to there's something greater than you and me. Say this, let's say there's something greater than you that wants to express itself through you, but it can only come through you. Right? Mm-hmm. It, that's why you're unique. You're a unique spark of energy in the cosmos. You're a one of one. Mm-hmm. With no parallel, no precedent. There's only one you. Right. And there's something greater than you. That you are every difficulty you come across is refining you to this point to be able to be. If you accept the challenge and you run the hill and you don't look for a level playing field, this mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about victim stage. Mm-hmm. Level the playing field. No, run your hill. Everybody's is different. It's not going to be no level playing run field. Your you got to accept this is, that. This is, this is how you become a sprinter. You run your hill. Mm-hmm. Or you don't run your hill and you don't get to run in the race. You mm-hmm. get to just sit at the bottom and wait for the level playing field. Word. Period. Okay. So something greater than you trying to spread itself through you. See what I'm saying? So the idea is to be abundant, to be tapped into the source of. It's not about money or a job or a home or it's about how we think and cultivate abundance in everything we do. We speak impeccably. We we lift each other up with our words. We we stay in our zone. That's what I was talking about when I got here. We stay in our zone. Mm. We're we're always we're always abundant in our speech in our life. We for instance, people say all the time. Here's another one that people stay poor like this. I'm a barber. They come in the shop. Oh, thirty bucks is too much. Yo, let me tell you something. I charge the most. I give the most. I spend the most, I live the most, I do the most. Mm-hmm. I don't want to discount on anything out here. Mm-hmm. If there's a $300 haircut, 
I charge 30 bucks a cut. If it's a $300 haircut, if it's a $300 haircut, it's actually 10 times better than my cut. I need that. I'll give you 500 for that. I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that cut. Mm-hmm. 10 times better than my joint. I need it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a $100 haircut, it's only going to be twice and a half as good as mine. It's 300 bucks. It's a ripoff. It's the difference between price and value. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And so I want the most value. If I can buy that with money, money just represents time that somebody gave me because they weren't as sharp as me. Thanks for your time. I'll use this to get some more. That's all that is. But abundance is way bigger than that. Money comes to you when you're abundant. Money's flowing in all directions. It's all out here, man. Mm-hmm. You see the guy over here on the freeway ramp selling water? In New York, they make a killing doing that, fam. Mm-hmm. A killing, bro. Walking dogs. People making $100,000 a year walking dogs, bro. You see the Mexicans popping up? No social security card with a lawnmower going crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, abundance is here, but it's all about how we think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that even when you talk about wealth being withheld generation. I understand that whole schematic and that whole idea I've studied that I know exactly what you're talking about but that's just a poverty that's a scarcity it's a scarcity mentality mm. who can withhold your abundance you did that to yourself did what to yourself we're an abundant didn't tap into your greatness mm. you know, who can stop you from tapping why surrender I don't believe anybody is in control of anything I do nothing is nobody's fault everything is my fault I, I understand that I Nobody can withhold anything. I withheld everything from on the, myself. On the micro, I believe there's a there's a there's a independent level. Sure. And I believe there's a united level. I don't know about a united level. I think the united level is below the micro level. I think it's like a subatomic particles united uh, uni- unitedness. I would say that the united level is just how how non-white people are subjected to white supremacy. And well. and and they are a product of the system, not because they want it to be, but because of what they were born into. Okay. So every, so I feel like every area of people activity is dominated by white supremacy. Well, education, I, I, entertainment, uh, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, war, um, economics. You know what I'm saying? I got it. Well, Neely Fuller, but yeah, Francis Cress, same thing. Right. And. So let me let me give you my, my homeowner scenario. So yeah. there's someone that I used to work with. Right. Same age. Actually, she was a year younger than me. Okay. Same age, but basically same age. Um, when she was 26, her and her fiance bought a house. We were at the same place. We're in sales. She did not sell that well. Her husband worked a regular job, made like $40,000 a year. But I know I was making more than her. Right. Like by at least twenty thousand dollars a year, and I'm like, how the hell did y'all afford a down payment on the house? How did that happen? How did you? Where did you get fit? And you just got out of college two years ago. Right. What? You think? And you then, think- so this is what happened. I realized, oh, you're from Lake Oswego. Oh, your oh your your parents put it down. Oh, can I tell you something though? I get it. So let me let me just finish this part. So. So, mommy and daddy put the down payment on the house. So, they bought their house in Portland, 2010-2011. They sold their house 2016. They had about $150,000, $180,000 in equity. And just because of the privilege of mommy and daddy being able to afford that, because grandma and grandpa and then and the sure. wealth has been passed or the money has been passed down the resources have been passed money down. passed through one generation is a privilege exactly one so generation. and so but it's been happening for multiple generations that's why the amount of wealth 
sure. <laughs> within yeah, the sure. white all that. So, so the only difference between me and her was I made more money, but it didn't matter how much money I made at that time, at twenty six years old, twenty seven years old, because her parents gave her that boom that that jump start. You see what I'm saying? But hold on, here's and here and here's where I look at scarcity. And so I get a house five years later because <clears throat> so, that's what I could afford at that time. But so here's where I look at scarcity versus abundance is that. Some people might see it as, oh, wow, her parents blessed her, <clears throat> but her parents cut her off from her abundance. Her parents came to her waterfall, dammed it up, and then gave her a cup of water. That's what really happened right there. Why you say that? Because what makes you beyond your, beyond, beyond your experiences? What makes you who you are beyond what you experience? It's just you. That's it. That's who. That's who you are. Ultimately, is what you experience, right? Yeah. And how you choose to process that, which is largely based on your experiences. That's the hardest thing about critical thinking is mm-hmm. like processing things in a way that isn't based on your experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's never experienced hustling to have her own home. How much did you learn from that? Oh, a lot. Did it make you better? Oh yeah. Do you think somebody could go there and make them worse? No. Aha. What's a real blessing? A hill to climb, not a level playing field, and that's where abundance. She might not never get to her own abundance. If something happened to mommy and daddy, she don't got the tools. She just got a, a, a car. But she she don't, don't know how to change the She don't need the tools because she got 180000 in equity. Right. She's but, laying but see, on. But here's the she thing. that but, security. But here's the thing is that money is not abundance. Okay. Money can go away. I'll still be abundant. <laughs> Didn't you hear me? I do archery. I be sewing. I'm out here flying a plane, my guy. Mm-hmm. Right over the hood. <laughs> Right. Play right over top, man. Yeah. Yo, son, I'm abundant. Regardless, mm. I'm tapped in with creation. Nothing's stopping me. Money's just a vehicle for people that don't know abundance. They use money to partition other people's abundance. Mm. I'll take it. I'll use it as it comes and it goes. But it comes. It's easy for me to spend it as it is for me to make it because I'm tapped in. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how you think. I promise you, bro. Yeah. People really think it's like some hoo hoo guru, weirdo Napoleon Hill. <laughs> Not. It's really how you think. If you start to realize how abundant you are, you see. Much. I started doing gumball machines. I'm gonna tell you, so I started doing gumball machines. I had like 15 gumball machines, clicking like 40 bucks a month. I'm putting gumball. Gumballs are free. I don't know if you know that. You can buy a thousand gumballs for six bucks. <laughs> they never go bad. Yeah. I put a 50 cent mechanism on a gumball machine at a Thai restaurant by the Vancouver Mall. Hmm. Clicking hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Easy. So I'm making 1100 on gumball machines. Hmm. Come on, man. Like. Yeah. It's it's not it's not it's not a secret. It's just people ain't tapped in. Mm-hmm. They're tapped into somebody else's dream, somebody else's definition, somebody else's success, somebody mm-hmm. else's vision. Tap in when you are the waterfall, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flow on these word, niggas. You know what word, I'm like, word. That's how I feel. And so it's it's really it's really and that's what I say about scarcity and abundance and privilege, man. There is no privilege, man. There's the privilege of being born and having a shot at climbing every hill that God throws in your way. That's your medicine. If there's only one you, then your struggles are different from my struggles. It's not a privilege that she got parents. It's a privilege that she exists. Hopefully she realized what that really was and don't go for the OAPTI, but chances are much lower than she won't because of her, quote, privilege. Mm. So who do you want to be? Dope? Because you're dope. But living a dope life is based on somebody else six generations ago who was dope. That's a lot less fragile no matter how much money you got because money go away. Mm-hmm. Resources go away. Equity go away. Like I said, you could have a nice car, but if you ain't got a nail mechanic to fix it, the nicer the car, the harder it is to fix. <laughs> you get a Rari and you don't know nobody but Shucks Automotive. You probably you're gonna need more than shucks, bro. You gonna need some. You only gonna be with me for a short period of time, bro. That's my point. And so I don't, I don't look at. Privilege I was looking at. My mom and my sister was arguing about 
or my her ex husband had the privilege of having money, and I said I don't think money is a privilege if you work for it. I don't care what your job is. I don't care if you got a job because people thought you was cute and you worked it to a AA, whatever it was. If, you, if money is not a privilege, hustle. Mm-hmm. People have to stop thinking about privilege and start thinking about what privilege is projecting what about somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's like Donald Trump. People get mad about Donald Trump. They say, oh my God, Donald Trump. If that man's dream that he's living is affecting you and your day, you should focus more on your dream. Mm. <laughs> that means you're not focusing enough on your dream. Because I guarantee your dream is not affecting anybody's day if somebody else's dream is affecting yours. Mm. But people focus more on somebody else's dream. He shouldn't be saying that he should. No, you should be focused on your dream. That's what I believe. I feel you, bro. I, I don't even like, as much as I go in about certain things like white supremacy like, I don't even talk about Donald I try not to talk about yeah. Donald Trump Yeah, it's a waste of time I mean all that stuff man honestly I just feel like the ultimate question I've read all those books man you know me man I'm yeah. you should speak Swahili bro I'm like deep with the stuff man you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I just feel like people black people especially all the power we have within ourselves needs to be focused on ourselves Word. You know what I'm saying? You want to defeat that? Stop worrying about defeating it. Talk about building you and that will defeat it. Be constructive. That's it. Be constructive. Word. So I want to transition into the Fab Five, man. Five questions I ask everybody to to close out the show. Let's do it. So what artist or album made you fall in love with hip hop? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Probably Wu-Tang, Baby Six Chambers. Mmm. Probably my mom had the Columbia had record Columbia House record you know club. I was like, I got two free CDs. I got the edited version. Shame on a nigga was called Shame on a new. Shame on a new. Time to run game on a new. Yeah, it was this horrible edit. The Columbia House joints. I forgot about that. Right, that was lit. Twelve for a penny. Oh man. What was it? The second one. It was like $30 <laughs> for nothing, but I got a mean letter and somebody Man. calling your house saying you need to pay they was going to sue you. Wow. That was like the genesis of Spotify, bro. That was, that was, yeah, that was iTunes from the beginning. Man, is there a movie that affected your outlook on life? A movie that affected my outlook on life? Yes. There's a movie called Jiro Dreams of Sushi on Netflix, actually. Wow. Which is about this guy. Really, really, I don't know how old, really old sushi chef in Japan and just how methodical he is about what he does at the point he says he reaches it's called the shokunin where a person is completely dedicated to their craft. Kids, mm. they're all too really impactful. As far as what I do as a barber and, and just in life, just about being thoroughgoing. Question number three when you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de stress? That's a good one. I'm still looking for a. Mm. <laughs> for a good de-stress that doesn't have some sort of toxicity into it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so I don't really I don't drink I don't know I'm trying to work that out maybe start doing some martial arts maybe that's why I have so many hobbies I mean you always say you got so many hobbies which one of them is like the, the chill golfing, out golfing golfing okay yeah, golfing when you get that that is oh <laughs> bro, goodbye I gotta I gotta get my patience up for golf bro or at no, least maybe you, I just need to practice you just need to practice bro. yeah you been golfing before for real oh yeah oh okay yeah but it's like I'm not I don't excel You know what I mean I So I get frustrated really. Um If this was Family Feud The number one answer Would be meditation For that one You try that At all Um I pray that I meditate That's it I would do the whole shit Work okay. 
Question number four, what book would you recommend for everyone to read right now? How easy was that? <laughs> Last question, man. You will not be around to enjoy this, but uh, what message do you want communicated at your eulogy? Simply put. Simply put. That's that summer, hopefully. Man. That don't nothing will. Appreciate you, bro. Coming through, yeah, blessing the podcast, yeah. man. Hold, on, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to get some of those. I just don't like to eat before I record. Oh, but I'm, a, I'm gonna snatch a little bit of those before you go, man. Appreciate that. Oh, it's all. I got some. I'm gonna throw some Doritos on it or something. But uh, appreciate y'all for listening, man, and tuning in to this, um, to this episode. And bro, if the people want to get a hold of you, is that, is that an option? Are you on social media at all? Not no. on social media, and I wouldn't advise anybody else to do. But I'll tell you that if you want to get a hold of me, that the best way to do that is to come to the barbershop or get an appointment. It's HaneefTheBarber.com. Word. And the barbershop is where? Oh, you got the website for that. That's go go to the website, y'all. That's low key. Yeah, and then if um, uh, if you have any questions, I can potentially relay anything. Um, Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. The show page is at SXSNDLS for both of those. Um, my personal Instagram, Emmanuel Since85. My personal Facebook, my, my government, Emmanuel Williams. And uh, yeah, hit us up. If you got any questions? If you have any comments for this episode, let us know. I'm on eBay as a seller. I'm just joking. Word. <laughs> and his cash app is. <laughs> That's right, man. You can find me on Reddit. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Uh, but yeah, man, appreciate y'all for listening. Once again, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Grace and peace.
it's all vain. So they live for me. They just want it all. But it's all vain. It's all vain. Talk to them. Yeah, they on that. Yeah, they chase them. But it's all vain. It's all vain. And beauty flees from her face like a getaway ass Gravity pulls, elasticity grab descending gradually You're as easy on the eye as some pepper spray While in the meantime, between the two gates over your grave You spend your life on earth accumulating things like leaves Adam and Eve use the cover flaws We forgot in our heart we do the same, call them costumes By any means or any measure or any way You are that grass that withers, you see that flower fade And not a jewel on earth can cover all mistakes Like spraying perfume over an open grave You thought over all things, I'm blood-covered raw meat Thoughts spring to rip out as dry as some saltines Pray you see the cross of Christ as an offering For all need is grace, be your offspring of faith over 